Joe. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We have been friends for over a decade, and each week we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. That is what we do every single week without fail. We have never missed a week. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Um, yeah, no, no complaints. Healthy and happy and... Wealthy and wise. Wealthy and wise, yeah. Well. How are you? Who goes first? I think you go first today. <laughs> Is that how it works? I think today it does. Um, okay, Joey. So, uh, last week I told you that I was going, um, renting a car and going to... Oh, yeah. Corning, California. I think I... Like couldn't remember what it was called, perhaps, but uh-huh. it was Corning, which is like north of Sacramento, okay. um, which is north of me. Sacramento is uh, about a two-hour drive. Oh, um, really? In my head, Sacramento is like a half an hour away. No, I mean it's like an hour plus, and this drive was about an hour. I'm sorry, about two and a half hours. So it's not a half an hour from Sacramento, though, because there were people there from Sacramento that drove almost two hours, because it's also v- much more inland, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I did this drive. I got up super early. Uh, what, how early was that? Like 4 a.m. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah, to get on the road by 5 a.m., and I had to go to the office and pack up the office stuff and whatever, right? So it was really early. Let me ask you a question. This is apropos of nothing, clearly. But have you ever woken up at 4 a.m., like, for whatever reason? Who knows why you wake up? You just wake up, right? And um, you try to go back to sleep, and then you can't go back to sleep, so then you have to masturbate to go back to sleep. Has that ever happened to you? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's either that or an episode of Gilmore Girls. You know, it's so funny that you say that. It's that, or I read ask the Ask Historian subreddit. Oh, that okay. puts me to sleep like nobody's business. Like, let's say you were a Roman soldier in eleven twenty, and you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so I get up, I get on the road, I go. I had to go to the office first. I had to pack up the car. I'm on the road, and then I'm like, you know what? I'm in it. I wanted to pull over to get like. Uh, coffee, and there was a uh, McDonald's. So I got two hash browns and an iced coffee, okay? I get back on the road. I wasn't actually hungry, but I thought if I'm going to drive for that long, this way I don't have to stop because once I get coffee in my stomach, I'm going to need something else, okay? Wait, and two hash browns are going to do it for you? Yeah, I mean, if I needed to stop again, yeah. I'm not a breakfast person, though, to be perfectly uh, okay. honest. Uh, but sometimes coffee on an empty stomach oh, no. uh, doesn't work really well. Oh, no. But so- sometimes it works fine, but sometimes it doesn't. So I get this. I'm on the road, driving. Everything's fine. I am drinking the coffee, and then I pull, up, uh, pull out a hash brown and eat it. But when I do it, there's napkins in there, too. I notice I only got one hash brown. But I bought two, so I was mad a little bit, whatever. Um, But actually, one hash brown was enough. Life goes on. This will come back in a second. So I go to this conference um, talking about community and uh, peer-to-peer mentoring in diabetes management and yada, yada, yada. We actually had this, like, booth area set up, too, to give out literature um, after I talked in the booth next to me uh, i'm trying to think of how if i even want to do this but because it's kind of shady but there was a woman who gets put at a booth next to me and she's selling a joke book a diabetes joke book oh god uh, and joe she's probably the most unfunny person i've ever met <laughs> <laughs> but whatever i i i wasn't Have you listened to cocktails before. and cream puffs joey worse <laughs> So I'm sitting at this table. Betsy Carmichael uh, bad? I wasn't that worse. I wasn't at the table that long, luckily. But um, the funny thing is at our booth right next to hers, we were giving away these poetry books, which I, I've told you about. We're almost out of them. Thank God. But they're like decent books, like a quality printed book. I've seen them. I got one last properly. year. Right. Just the quality of the book, not the quality of the content. It's It's a good book, right? Yeah, and I'm giving it away for free at our booth. Meanwhile, this uh, comedian, air quotes, mm-hmm. next to me, she has a book that she's selling for five dollars. Yeah. And Joey, 
it's a photocopied thing you would do at Kinko's. Like, of our bad jokes. Well, what, where are people going to do these diabetes jokes? Where are they going to tell them? Well, I think it's like to tell yourself. Do you have one of the books? No, I'm oh, not going to. Oh, Mike. She would have had to pay. I would have had to buy it for five dollars. Nick, are you gonna ever see her again? Yeah, I might. Uh, if if you sit next to her, gonna see her again. I will pay you the five dollars just to to get that book and we read the jokes on the air. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, there the book is also available on Amazon. Oh, I wonder if there's a a preview. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a free preview of some of the jokes. Some uh, of the- but. Oh, here it is. Okay. Oh, it, it's a there's a Kindle edition. Um, no, it doesn't look like there's a preview though. Um, it's three ninety nine if you do Kindle and seven seventy five if you do uh, paperback. And have you seen the? Pages? Oh, are they just jokes? I got in. Okay. Um, why can't I see more? I can see the introduction. Oh, she's not gonna look. You're gonna see the. You're not gonna buy that. Love as an introduction, telling you yeah. the story of how she wrote these fantastic diabetes jokes. Um, this blank. It. I don't even want to say her name. I'm so scared. Blank is the pen name for a young lady who got type one insulin dependent diabetes due to surgery. But I'm bumpsh. Uh, she knows diabetes is a serious condition and very difficult to deal with, but she thought it was important to share some of her humorous experiences and funny situations. Oh my god! I, I th- this. Okay, go on. That's. I mean, that's the introduction. Oh, that's the. That's all you get. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Well. Anyway. Oh. Knock knock. Who's there? Diabetes. Diabetes who? Diabetes two. <laughs> yeah, the sample content only goes through the introduction. <laughs> well, anyway, Joey, that's not even the story. The story is I'm giving away these like really nice books. Mm-hmm. And people were coming up and getting them and having conversations with our booth and everything. And then mm-hmm. they would walk next to her booth. And on more than one occasion, I saw people just grabbing her book <gasps> and like, like they were going to take it. And she was like, no, no, no. And like... <laughs> correcting people and you could tell she was getting angry while she's trying to sell a joke book about the light and humorous side the light (laughs) side of diabetes (laughs) but she was clearly angry uh but luckily like what she should have done is just made like a photocopy of some of the jokes given that out people could have gone to amazon and bought the book yeah well she had copies there that she was selling or you can go back and buy the book yeah and uh we uh we actually got rid of our poetry books like within the I don't know, first hour and a half, two hours we were there. Mm-hmm. So I think after that, she started selling more books. But it was really hard for um, her to sell books. Do I you think, think people only. bought the books because they felt sorry for her? I think there was a little bit of that. I think it was, what, it's was $5. She, how, how young is she? Like 28. Is she cute? I'm guessing. 28, I said. Oh, really? Okay. Joe, I'm imagine, so, you know what I'm imagining is the is the, um, the friend on Stranger Things. No, Barb. Yeah, I'm imagining no, Barb. Not Barb. Um, I'm thinking who would play her in a movie? Like, like if um, Rhea Perlman was in a car accident. No, I'm thinking if um, the character that John Travolta played in Hairspray <gasps> was actually a woman. <laughs> oh, really? And then 28. <gasps> oh. <laughs> so anyway joey um i get on the road i i come back to uh town and i have the car and i go to take the car back in on sunday oh i think i know where this is going and uh this kind of cute guy is the one who's like checking in cars and they're really busy um but he's he <laughs> They're really busy, and I shouldn't have been able to get away with this as quickly as I did. But when I pulled up, he was, like, pulling other cars forward. So he leaned out, and he's like, hey, follow me, follow me. So then it just made his job easier. He didn't have to move cars, but also I wasn't backing up traffic, so cars behind me were getting stuck, whatever. Mm -hmm. So there were people waiting way back there. But since I followed him, he was like, I'll check you out real quick. And so he does it, and he's going. He had you twirl in front of him? Yeah. (laughs) He opens the 
passenger side door and Joey, a McDonald's hash brown falls out. Oh, God. <laughs> like still in the wrapper. And he he picks it up and he's like, did you want to take this with you? Oh, like, no. He was oh. like clearly giving me a hard time, but. Oh my god, it was so embarrassing. And of course he had to be a cute guy. Oh, it couldn't of have been just like someone it couldn't have been this girl with the joke book. No, not like the girl then. with the joke book. She doesn't find the hash brown. But imagine she, all the fantastic jokes she would have had about that. Her joke book is called You Know You Have Diabetes If No, I'm just joking. No, what is the name or, of her joke book so we can I, plug I don't want to say no. I'm really afraid because I did talk shit and this is my my job, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's connected to this. Um, so if you find it, good for you. You should buy it. It's probably good. You won't know from the <laughs> the preview on Amazon. I might need to buy it and read some of these fantastic jokes on the air. <laughs> Maybe the Kindle. It's so funny. You're a Kindle. I'm all, I could buy this right now and have it on my. I'm like, no, but then it's gonna be on my Kindle. Yeah, forever. Like, forever. You can't get rid of that shit. <laughs> um, it's like a stain on your book. Like, in fact, I so I subscribed. I. You know, I leech off my parents' Netflix. I leech off my parents' HBO Go. Sure. Right? As but you it, should. Yeah, but HBO Go, they don't have any sort of, like, algorithm. They just show you, this was on HBO. Watch it or not, right? A hundred percent, yeah. And Netflix, you get to make your own account. So I have my own account on my parents' Netflix, right? So I don't, I'm not bothered with their shit, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I pay for Hulu, and I let my family use my Hulu account. Oh my god, they watch the worst. I go on my Hulu, it's the worst. I'm so embarrassed for everyone on Hulu to see what I like. It's awful. Um, Steve and I share Netflix and Hulu and HBO, and um, Hulu, yeah, it well, Netflix does it too, though. But it's like you just watched, I don't know, like, oh, yeah, some superhero movie. That you've already seen 12 times, so you might like these other superhero movies. That happens a lot to me. He, oh, yeah. He's really into, um, he has some trashy TV, I mean, I do too, but he has some trashy TV preferences as well, like New York Housewives or- No, I'm on, who watches that? Steve. Steve. I watch Beverly Hills Housewives. Oh, no. Yeah, With it's With Lisa awful. Vanderpump? Yeah, it's awful. I watch Vanderpump Rules, too. <gasps> no! Who watches that? <laughs> Me. It's awful. I know. But I love it. Um, Joey, what's up with you? Hey, Manny's funeral was last week, right? That's what I was going to... Mike, it, the, our long national nightmare is over. Manny's funeral was last week. We never have to hear about it ever again except for today. Okay. After today, we don't have to hear. Cut to we. Have, there's nothing but. I just do a whole podcast about Manny's funeral. Yeah. So. <laughs> hey guys, we changed the name of our podcast. <laughs> we changed the name of the podcast to Manny's funeral. It's a segment on the show. It's just like personal stories, news, Manny's funeral. So Manny um, had a funeral, and it was at the mortuary Rose Hills, which is uh, in Whittier, California. And I was the MC for the big production, right? Okay. And so um, I didn't write anything out that I was going to say. On the way over there, I thought some things out that I was going to say. Okay? Oh, no. This is like Fifi O'Hara's acapella scene. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I, cause I didn't have I – was, it wasn't incumbent on me to do a eulogy or anything like that. You know, It was okay. just like really just be like coming up to the stage, get your hands together. You know, like <laughs> – Right. You had to tell people to din- keep reminding them of the dinner special. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, don't forget to tip your ushers. And uh, so my mom had texted me that the funeral was at 7.15, right? Uh-huh. So I pull in around 7. I'm like, this is good. And it's time. You know, say hi to everyone. Talk to people. I get there. As soon as I get out of the car, my brother's frantically calling me. He's like, where are you? Every- the entire funeral is waiting for you. And I was like, what? And he's all like, yeah, it starts at 7, and it's 7. And I was like, oh, my God. So I walk in, and I literally they hand me a program. <laughs> and the usher goes, are you little Joey? Uh-huh. And I go, yeah. See? Yeah. And I had a little bow tie, <laughs> and, I'm all like, and I put my hands out like jazz hands. I was like, ta-da. And then um, he goes, are you little Joey? And I go, uh, yeah, I'm little Joey. He's like, oh, yeah. So we're ready to start the whole program. And so he goes, let me introduce you. 
And I go, okay. And they just hand me the program so I know what's coming up. And then he goes up there and he goes, everyone's sitting there. It's like quiet, coffin, everything's already in there, all waiting for me, right? Yeah. So he goes up and be like, um, welcome everyone to the Rose Hills Mortuary for manual. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. We need to, okay, let me finish this story. And then I got to get to a story that happened right before I went to the funeral. Okay. It was ridiculous. Okay. So he goes, services for manual. And um, here is your MC. He says MC. Here's the, your MC for today's evening services, Little Joey Batanz. I was like, what is this with this Little Joey Batanz? Why are they saying that? Right? Uh-huh. So I go up there. I say my remarks. And they're like, not to toot my own horn, but they're perfect. They're like short, little funny, little sad, you know? And mm-hmm. it's, it's nice. It's fine. Right? Right. It's what it should be. It's what it should be. And I bring up um, my uncle, who's going to just start a prayer, right? So I bring, he, all he's supposed to do is like, a, like, let's bow our heads and pray for Emmanuel, yada, 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 two minutes, right? Okay. So I bring him up. He starts praying. And there's like a little side room. I don't know how many, often you've been to a mortuary, but there's like the, 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 the chapel. Everyone's sitting like a church, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a little side room right off to by the um to the side of the podium that's meant for like if the family's like maybe if it's like, if it's like someone died young if it's a family that's really really grieving the immediate family can sit there that way they can like sob in peace Does that makes sense not have everyone staring at them sure okay so there's a little side room for immediate family so i just go and i sit there uh while he's doing the prayer i look at the program mike the program says mc little joey batanz <laughs> On the program. Uh-huh. And I'm like, what the... Do you, how does that make you feel? Like, do you not like being called that? Or like, I'm 42 stumped? years old. <laughs> but you are junior. I am, but... I, I, yeah, and my dad's also doing something, which we'll catch in a second. So I think yeah. they want to differentiate it. Okay. And maybe and maybe that's worth noting here. Like, I don't know that people listening, uh, like, know that, you're, that you are a junior. Yeah. Maybe they know. I don't know. So, okay. So... Uncle's in the prayer. I'm like, okay. And I start, I stand up behind a column to, you know, to, right? It's been a minute or two. And then he goes, no, oh, just so you know, we have the chapel. This is why my parents, my mom, I told her this after the services too, cannot wrap her brain around this. It was the last services for the day. And so they told her at the funeral home, they told my mom and Linda, you know, you can go till like eight. Okay. But, um, you're supposed to go till eight. If you want to go a little few minutes over, it's fine. But you need to be out of there by nine, right? Sure. So, like, you have a little bit more of a cushion because you're the last services for the day. Mm-hmm. Okay. My mom and Linda and everybody else playing this took that as we can do two hours. Oh. Right. <laughs> yeah. So they book so many people on this program. So my uncle goes. He says, and then all of a sudden he gives a speech. He goes, I'm going to give a speech now about Manny. Oh. Already running long. Oh, oh good a speech, right? <laughs> yeah. Then I bring him up. Then I go, okay, now, because Manny was Catholic. There was, there was also a whole religious war in that. You remember I told you everyone was pushing Linda around. And this is a big part of the thing is people were pushing because Manuel was raised Catholic for him, for, their, to my, for someone to pray the rosary. They couldn't get a priest, so they asked my dad to pray the rosary. Okay? okay. My dad doesn't like speaking in front of people, right? Right. So he gets up there and he's like, Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without then. Amen. And then, do you know what the rosary is? No, not really. You literally pray the Hail Mary, I'm not even joking, 50 times with some Our Fathers thrown in. Well, my dad's nervous. So there's a part where he said is, there's a part where you say a few times, you know, you're repeating what happened and, you know, the story of Jesus or whatever. And you say, uh, he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. Okay. I think he's nervous. So he Uh-oh. keeps saying, <laughs> 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 he died, was buried, and on the third day, he rose again, and then he ascended into hell. Where he oh, said, no. <laughs> and he kept saying, <laughs> Oh, he no. He kept saying that Jesus ascended into hell. Okay. Right. My brother's texting me. Is he doing me, like, this from memory? 100% from memory? Uh, yeah. 
So okay. my brother, it's I, an easy mistake. I, oh. I again. I'm not paying attention actually. I'm just going. I, I'm in that side room. I'm like, I don't need to pay attention. But I'm getting text messages from my brother saying, "Are you listening to what Dad's saying? He's saying that Jesus ascended into hell." <laughs> and I was like, "Which, by the way, be honest, be descended into hell." But okay, whatever. Sure. But it's still just an awful mistake. Yes. Right. <laughs> so then, <laughs> and he made it more than once. Yeah. So the, oh, now, just no. so you know, the rosary, just even just do, it's just about twenty minutes long. Okay, so he finished the rosary. I start to walk up. He looks at me like, what are you doing, idiot? And then he pulls out an iPad and he gives a speech about Manny. Oh, my God. Right. And I'm like, what the fuck? Right. Yeah. So then he gives his speech about Manny. Right. Then somebody gets up and sings a song. Okay. Then it's now time for Betty Batance. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, this is a perfect transition to tell you what happened. I feel like this story is running long. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Mike, we've been building up to this moment, right? Yeah. She's broke this. Mike, she. she, I decided to take a nap before I went to the funeral. (laughs) I wake up to frantic phone calls from my brother and my mom. My mom and dad don't know how to print my mom's speech. Okay. So. He, I'm trying to walk him through. I'm not gonna. Pu- I'm not gonna put everyone through that. It was like literally like trying to walk a blind person through a, a maze. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, but my dad, <laughs> my dad, I go well, save it. And it was all thing about saving. But every time he would go to the folder where it was, they could never find it because they saved the file under manual, which they misspelled as like owner's manual. <laughs> so it was with so- all the other manuals. <laughs> On their so computer. They they, for they're it. like, I don't know, there's like 40 manuals on this computer. <laughs> so I <laughs> So I figured <laughs> I long story short, I figured it out and I sent it to my brother. He prints it for them, right? My brother calls me and goes, This is eleven pages. Shut up. But she did it like forty point font double spaced. Yes, but okay, good. I still say that's about a minute per page. Yeah, like she went 11 Her speech was 11 minutes long. <laughs> I just saw a, a newspaper article today that the Pope is encouraging priests to reduce their homilies or keep their homilies at eight minutes. Yeah. My mom went 11 minutes in this eulogy for Manny, right? Yeah. Then some chick gets up after my mom. She sings a song, right? Mm-hmm. Then it's just speech, 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 speech. Someone gets up and plays a saxophone. Okay, Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton gets up and sings the saxophone. Sax- Very nice job, actually. Right? Good job. Yay, saxophone. I start walking out to like ring up. Because now it's like when this the person- saxophone gives a speech. The saxophone player gave a speech? <laughs> no, the saxophone oh, gives I know. a speech after. Like- <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. No, <laughs> then this person gave a speech, too. Oh, my God. So now at this point, it's 835. <laughs> oh, my God. It's yeah. 835. There's one more speaker, right? And I think to myself, okay, look, okay, he just goes, you know, ten, five minutes or whatever. Because now this is a minister from another person's church who's not Catholic. Now, this is a Christian minister. This person insisted on the Christian minister, right? Okay. Mike, this Christian minister gets up, and he even says... Well, you know, when I usually do these things, I'm asked to speak for like 45 minutes to an hour. So I don't know. I guess I'll try and keep it at 10. Right? Uh, oh. And I'm like, oh, God. He's right. easily going 30. <laughs> he went 35. Oh, shit. And here's the worst part. He didn't talk about Manny. And he, he actually was... kind of knew Manny. It was one of those, like, who wants to be saved? If you want to go to heaven, you have to go through Jesus. And stand up if you want to be saved. Like it's like a like a I don't know what they call it like a they're like trying to get people saved yeah and I was just like fuck this man. and like it's not even thirty five minutes about Manny it's just you preaching and reading from scripture right Pete let me tell you this Manny's family I didn't realize this walked out because when the minister finally got off and I got back on as soon as he got off a swarm of people walked back into the chapel oh <laughs> yeah and I was like that's kind of awkward. I saw the morticians like pacing around, you know, because you're keeping them late. I'm keeping them late, right? Right. Well, I meant you guys, not you. Yeah, yeah, no, no. They understood what I was doing. They knew I was. They they came to me. They just looked at me. I was like, I know. Sorry. 
So, um, yeah. So then after that, I like quickly wrap up the the funeral. And I just I just go home. Actually, I was like, I'm out of here <laughs> doing this. I'm right. done. I gotta go build a uh, little Joey MC funeral MC dot com. Yeah, I gotta go. <laughs> I have another funeral tomorrow. So, yeah. uh, long story short, that was Manny's funeral. Uh, wow. It, I mean, f- apart from being over two and a half, over almost almost two and a half hours, over two hours for Shit. sure. That was supposed to be an hour. Uh, other than that, went off sort of without a hitch. Everyone got to, you know, look, everyone got to say goodbye. You know, right? So, yeah. um, well, that's good. I mean. Um, I wonder if, do you know, did the, uh, stuff the next day go long too? Didn't they, like the, uh, what do they call it? The uh, actual burial. I didn't go. I right. didn't make it. Um, but I heard through the great Brian knows Betty Batanz, who couldn't make it as well. She had a doctor's appointment. She couldn't change. Um, that no one, <sighs> piss poor planning with this thing. No one knew there was supposed to be a minister. Oh. So everyone showed up, and there was just no one to officiate the funeral. Thank God, uh, that minister went. So he oh. actually administered the burial, but I don't know how long he went at that. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm glad it went well, and yeah. you finally got out. Yeah. What's um, going on rest with you? In peace, Manny. Rest in peace, um, Manny. Oh, Joey, listen to this. My friend Daniel um, is in medical school. We I've talked about him on here before. Yes. And Daniel is in rotations i don't know if how mm-hmm. familiar you are with like how medical school goes yes you they have you programs a little they have you try different types of medicine to see which one you like so he's in rotations right now and um like in the month of august he had two days off and mm-hmm. those those two days were at the beginning and the end of the two week or the one week where he had to do like overnights so it was basically oh, this just is the one where like he has to like be a doctor, but he, like he's like basically like a free doctor, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 hundred mm-hmm. percent. So he is, I mean, overworked. Uh, we usually would see each other maybe once a month, maybe mm-hmm. twice a month. Um, but I, I understand he's busy, whatever. I and I, he knew it was coming, so we talked about it before. Like I, um, I knew he was going to be stressed out and stuff, and so he emailed a couple weeks ago and he was like hey guys uh the the email was bcc'd so i don't know to who but he's like hey guys um my birthday is on the 27th of august i would love for people to come to the house bring food or whatever you want to drink there will be food and there will be drinks but bring whatever whatever right so uh the 27th happens to be the same day that i was driving to corning but I was like, you know what? I'll be back in time. He His email said show up at 7. I got home from this event by like 5, right? So I was like, okay, I can make this happen. And um, But actually, I sort of forgot that it was happening. But luckily, in the afternoon, he texted me. And he was like, hey, I'm running errands. And I'm literally unable to get to the grocery store until about the time you guys show up. So why don't – or would you be able to stop and get salsa? That's one thing I forgot. And kind of reminded me that this event was even happening. And um, I said, sure. So I got, I went to the grocery store and got salsa. Um, I ate my dinner. I hung out. And then I left my house at about 8 o'clock. I didn't mm-hmm. want to be the first one there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know very many of the people that were going to be there. Um, you show up and he's like wearing like pajamas, like the oversized like shirt. And like a, a wee willy winky candle and hat. And he's like... What's going on, Mike? <laughs> kind of. No, so, really? So, I, w- I walk up to the house, and uh, the way his apartment's set up, I could kind of see into his dining room and living room as I approach the front door. So, I walk up, and there's nobody there. So, I knock, and I was like, did I get the right day? And he's like, yeah, but I didn't send up any sort of follow-up, so I think everyone just forgot about it. So, it might just be you and me. So, isn't that sad? <laughs> oh my god, that is so sad. So he's like, That's like I'll my text biggest a few nightmare. People. Yeah, he's like, I'll text a few people. So he did, and his boyfriend was out of town, but arriving back in town, like around eight eight thirty. So he actually got to the house around nine. So there was three of us. <laughs> uh, but. While we're sitting there, some kid from his med school uh, program comes in, 
and Joey from like 8.30 to like 9.30, they talked all about med school 100% of the time. Now we know why no one showed up. Seriously. I was like, I was like, for for in the beginning, I was like, okay, this has nothing to do with me, but they'll realize that. And this is them just kind of doing their thing. But they'll eventually include me. Right? Mm-hmm. They didn't. It took forever. So when Daniel's boyfriend, Wayne, shows up, I was like, Wayne, what do you think of the new Britney album? Like, immediately before yeah. he even drops off his suitcase. <laughs> I was like, please, let's talk. So it became very apparent. Um, I mean, I, I made it very obvious that it it was it was like borderline rude that they were just like having a conversation and not including me. Yeah, well, people are bad. There are a lot of people who are bad at that. I... I understand, like, oh, he hasn't talked to anybody about anything personal. And so maybe, you know what I mean? There's a bit of venting just about mm-hmm. anything going on. Mm-hmm. But it was rude. So I pointed it out. And then I'm not even joking. We started talking about the Britney album. And somehow that got back to med school. And some girl in their program that some- did something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it was all med school all the time. And then eventually, this guy went, came in with like a, a toxic shock. Like, <laughs> wait, we we talking about the song "Toxic"? Oh yeah, but that's really poisonous. Yeah, I don't know. You get means. it. Um, but they also were like talking all in acronyms, and I don't know about people I've never met. It was really dumb. So they they were quoting this hilarious diabetes joke book they were reading. I should have told them about that. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, that was uh, Daniel's birthday party. It was fun, though. After a couple more people showed up, a group of three gay guys showed up. So it was three gay guys, the med school guy, Wayne. Was the med school guy hot? No. There was one guy that was hot. He's actually a pediatrician. He's cute. But would I think he's cute, or does you think he's cute? No, I think you would actually. He's sh- on the shorter side. Oh, I does like that short. bother you? Oh, okay. No. Yeah, he's on the shorter side. He kind of looks like a a young Mark Ruffalo kind oh, of. Oh, what? Yeah, he was really cute, and he was. Uh, for some reason, I feel like a pediatrician is a sexy job, isn't it? Kind of. I don't. I bet you the things that they have to do and see and witness. I bet you that stuff is not sexy at all. Uh-huh. But I don't know. I think it's kind of a cute job. <laughs> anyway, what's up with you? Do you have any other stories, or is that it? Well, Mike Lawson, as I've uh, been slowly telling people, um, I d- you've known this for a while, but I decided a f- about a month or two ago to return to school. Right. Decided and to you, return to school. And you're like, no respect. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> what's the movie where Rodney Dangerfield goes back to oh, school? Back, oh, yeah, it's called Back to School. Mm-hmm. So, um, hey, kids, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm just diving into a pool. Yeah. And I mean, I'm a head of a fraternity. No, so. <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> I'm just imagining some, like, you the, in this situation. Like, some sour dean that I'm like, who invited this guy to the party, you know? <laughs> You accidentally flirt with his wife. Yeah, and I'm like, lighten up, honey. It's going to get real good in here. <laughs> um, I no, don't see so- this movie. <laughs> so I am applying for a program that's very competitive, and one of the things that they want you to do is they want you to return to school, to junior college, and take classes, take a course of classes. Okay? Okay. And... It uh, it's it's very very open about the fact that they um, they're trying to promote diversity. So affirmative action is very much in place. So when I was deciding where to go to school, I decided well nothing says Mexican more than East LA College. Okay. okay. So I decided to uh, enroll at East LA College, which is actually kind of a trek for me, but I thought that was important for me to do. Enroll at East LA College. Mike, I've already told you stories, and I think I'm actually thinking about doing a podcast about my experiences. So I'll cut out all the enrollment stories. What they basically boil down to is, I'm old and everyone's young, and they call me sir everywhere I go. <laughs> okay, yeah. And so that's those stories, even though they're funny. Because I want to get to now. Monday was my first day of classes. Now, 
going into my first day of classes, I really was okay. So years ago, when I was in college, I didn't I didn't like taking science or math or anything like that. So I just I th- I thought it might be a good idea during. I thought it'd be easier to go to junior college and take science. Yeah. So I took a, a bio class at Fullerton College. Okay. I made it two weeks and I dropped, but it was so hard. But on the first day of class, the teacher was going over the syllabus and there was, I was probably about 22 at the time, but there was a woman who was about my age in the back of the class, right? Yeah. And she asked some sort of question like, can we turn in the papers early? Or who knows what the question was? And the professor was like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Right. And she went, Wunderbar. <laughs> And I was like, who is this fucking bitch with her Wunderbar? <laughs> fucking old bitch just saying stupid shit because she's old, right? Yeah. Well, now I'm that old bitch, right? <laughs> so uh-huh. uh, no, I was very aware of that. So I go, you know what? I am going to just keep my head down, stay quiet, don't draw any attention to myself. This is all about I, – because I have to also, for this program, it's very competitive. I have to get A's, Mike. I have to get A's. Okay. So I've got to keep my head down, and I just have to just – fucking get my A's and just work hard, right? Right. So, also I had this image going in, because it was East LA College, that it would be almost like a, like a stand and deliver kind of thing. Sure. Your, the, hey, teacher! Yeah. <laughs> hey, teacher! What? You know? Like, I don't know. No words, even. Like, then there's just kids just spraying graffiti. Yeah. You know, in the classroom. They spray the, they spray the teacher with graffiti. Like, like, oh, leave me alone. Like, there's this poindexter being, like, twirled around and spraying. And, ah, ha, 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 yeah, teacher, take that. You know? Yeah. So A quiet, quiet kid in the corner eventually fesses up that he doesn't have his homework because he's homeless. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone, yeah. and he, the teacher's just like, see me after class. Yeah. And then he, like, takes him under his wing. Yeah. Like, I was thinking all of that, right? Mike, let me tell you this. I have learned so much. Today was my second day. I've learned a few things. One, the kids that I've encountered, and by the way, Richard gets mad when I call them kids. He keeps saying, um, they're adults, they're young adults. And I'm like, sure. technically true, but as you'll hear, I think it's important to call them kids. These kids have been so amazing and so wanting to be there that I've been I I have not had one bad encounter with a kid. Okay? Okay. The adults, on the other hand, are ridiculously awful people Hmm. and here's the difference and this is why i call them kids is what i've seen and this is why i've become cesar chavez is while they are technically and in the eyes of the law adults and maybe they kind of think they're tough and they're adults for all intents and purposes they're children and they see themselves as children right and this could be due to helicopter parenting or whatever right but are you dealing with a lot of freshmen? Like, first, they've just exited well, it, high school. This is their first If you think experience? about junior colleges, it's, it's people on the younger side. Yeah. And I'm going during the day. I'm not going to night school. I'm going, like, the way they... So I, I imagine if you go to night school, it's older people who are going after work. Right. I'm going like a normal kid goes at, like, 10 o'clock. All right? Yeah. I'm with the general population. So they're on the younger side. I say they're probably the oldest I've seen is like 22, 23 for the most part. I mean, yeah, you see older people here and there, but for the most part. So the first day, I, I, I go to the first, I'm trying to add, I'm trying to move my schedule around. So I'm trying to add classes. That's a whole thing. Boring. Who cares? But now it's lunchtime. And uh, I, I want a bottle of water, actually. I'm not even hungry for lunch. And I know that it's faster. They have a brand new cafeteria and it's faster just to buy the bottle of water there than at the, like the little convenience store. Okay. So I go there, buy my bottle of water, stand in line, right? This employee walks in. I, I don't know what, what I don't know if he's a teacher. I don't know if he's an administrator. I don't know what is it. I just know he works there, and he's about my age. And he's with a bunch of his friends. And he goes, oh, look, they have lasagna even at this new cafeteria. Let me see him, and I get this I want lasagna. And like, $10! $10! This is ridiculous! $10! Right? <laughs> he's like, I can't believe they're charging $10 for this lasagna. And then I'm I'm next to buy my water, right? He goes up to the kid and he like shakes the lasagna in the kid's face. And he's like, you're charging $10 for this lasagna? Like screaming at the kid, like spit going on the kid's face. And I go, hey, bro, slow your roll. 
This yeah. kid, I go, this kid, this, why are you yelling at this kid? I go, he, he didn't do anything. He's not, he, he's just bringing people up. He goes, and then I could see like, I could see like the guy like walking it back in his head. Yeah. You know? And he goes, well, it's just that I'm really upset because, you know, I'm, that they're charging the kids this too. And I go, okay, well, don't take it up with the administration. Don't take it up with him. He has nothing yeah. to do with this. He goes, I am going to take it up with the administration. And I go, go ahead. And by the way. It's not like the dean's back there cooking the lasagna. They contract this out. But go ahead, do whatever you're going to do, but don't yell at this kid. And he, like, throws the lasagna down and storms out. Oh, he didn't buy it? No. What a dummy. So, meanwhile, the kid goes, thank you, sir. I mean, I don't know why he was yelling at me. And I go, yeah, I don't know what it is. So, later on, I'm thinking about it, right? I'm like, oh, you know what it is? Is they see these people as authority figures still. So, they just take it. Yeah, and they're grown-ups, and you don't talk back to a grown-up. You don't talk back to a teacher. I have surpassed that. I just see this guy as the asshole who took my parking spot or the guy who brought 15 items into the 10 items or less aisle, right? Sure. Uh, It's like he's a peer. I don't see him as any worse or better than I am. We're on the same level. So I can talk to him that way, and he can – he not takes it, but he's not going, what are you, some kid, right? Okay, so there's that story. I've seen, real quick, I've seen a lot recently about, I forget how they word it, because it's usually, like, I'll hear somebody speak about it on NPR or on, you know, an article that I come across on social media, but I don't really spend too much time reading it, because I don't care that much about higher education in the world that I'm in right now. But um, Mm -hmm. there's been people that talk about um, that education, higher education has now become, like, a consumer product. And so there's been a lot of students that feel like entitled to get certain things from their professors entitled to get, you know, certain, uh, what they're paying for basically. And that's a problem with our education system that, you know, you shouldn't feel that you deserve I don't know a specific grade because it's you know oh, you deserve I the opportunity to get the yeah. grade, but yes, I don't. Okay, this is a bigger conversation having to do with um, class and culture, and I bet you if you went to OCC or Coastline Community College in Orange County, you would or IVC Irvine Valley College. I think you or I'm not sure. I mean, all colleges. <laughs> I think you would see. A Hold lot. on, let me pull up their uh, website. The <laughs> and name all of the colleges. I so. think you would see a lot more of that. Gotcha. At East LA College, there's there's two main groups of people. It's about seventy percent Chicano, and thirty percent Asian. Gotcha. Okay, and in fact, the Asian kids because it becomes important to the story later. There on the first day, they had their parents with them, walking them to every class. Oh, God. Okay. I saw that yeah. a lot. So, uh, so yeah, I think that, so I think at East LA College, they don't have that entitlement. Hmm. Not that okay. they should. They, they, again, like I told you, the kids have been really awesome, actually. Really, really awesome. Okay. Yeah. Next, I was enrolled in a math class, but I didn't like the time. So I wanted to get an earlier time. So I showed up to an earlier math class at, the, at where it said this, the class was scheduled. I show up there. There's this one little Asian girl in this trailer on the other side of campus, Mike. I had to like plan how I was going to get there. I walked so far to get to this other side of campus. All this little trailer, but there's nobody there, right? Finally, it's time for the class to start. And we go like, where is everybody? And we look, because someone had opened the door and propped the door open for us, or open for people to walk in. But on the front of the door was a sign that said the class had been moved. Mike, clear across campus. Clear across the other side of campus where it moved, right? So this girl and I, well, I wouldn't say run. She wanted to run, but I, you know, I couldn't, right? Waddle. She stayed with you, though. Yeah, she was nice. She stayed with me. Well, she was going, she was walking really quickly, but like not too, but also she didn't know where the building was, and I did. Maybe that's why. So... We get to the class. I'm she, of course, Mike. She, it's 88 degrees. She's wearing a hoodie, right? Yeah. I'm sweating like I'm so sweaty. It is gross, right? A sweaty, fat old man walks in with this little Asian girl. Now they have a policy at this school that they will only add people for the number of seats that are in the classroom, and if the, all those seats are taken up, you're not adding the class. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So we get to the classroom. The entire uh, there's a teacher at the front. And he's talking. And the entire class is taken up one seat. 
No. And it's me and the girl. But I tell. But I. But look. Here's the thing. Is I know. I have. I'm enrolled in a math class later. Is this more inconvenient? Right. So I don't know what her story. And I go. You know what? Go ahead and take the seat. I also know from being at other classes that day, trying to add other classes, that it ain't over till the fat lady sings. Right. So I'll stand as long as I can until the teacher decides this is it. You gotta go. Okay. So I'm standing there. Well, I find out, even though we're late, the guy at the front of the room isn't the teacher. He's the uh. teacher from the he's the teacher from the previous class. They don't know where the teacher is. The teacher's not there yet. Okay. Okay. So he's just going, Well, I'll I'll walk you through what this class is like. And then he goes, Well, I guess I can take role. He had like attendance sheet. And he starts taking role. As he's taking roll, an old Asian lady and a young Asian girl walk into the room. And I go, oh, there's another one of the Asian parents walking in with their kid. No, the old Asian lady was the teacher. Okay. Right? And so she goes, oh, thank you. Meanwhile, her accent is super, super, super thick. Like, really thick. Okay? okay. Like, I had trouble understanding her. So to the point where I was like, wow, do I really want to add this class? Because I, I already hate math. And sitting three hours a week with a person who I can't understand is going to be really rough. But I still want this time. It's a very convenient time. So I'm like, okay. Well, I, th- I think because her accent was so thick and she's going through the role, one of the girls in the class stands up and just leaves. Okay. And there's a bunch of guys sitting around this girl, right? And they all look at... I'm the only person standing up, right, at this point. Well, and then also the girl that the Asian lady walked in with. And all the boys look at me, and they lock eyes with me, and then their eyes are darting to the seat, like, bro, take this seat, okay? And I, like, just kind of shake my head a little bit, like, like this will get taken care of, right? And so she, after she finishes role, she goes, okay, are there any open seats? And some, one of the guys, like, points to the open seat, and she goes, okay. And she literally goes to the Asian girl by the shoulders and walks her like a mother would and seats her in that seat. Okay. And then so she's, you don't get it. That's fundamentally unfair. Yeah. She was late along with this girl lady. Yeah. And everyone, the entire, you can feel the energy of the room look at me like you just got fucked. Right? Yeah. And what yeah. are you going to do? And I go, she goes, because then she looks at me and she goes, there are no more seats. You have to leave. Uh, fuck that then. Yeah, and I go, okay, once again, I don't see her as an authority figure. Right. So I go, okay, all right, thank you, everyone, have a good class. Hope you guys, it works out for you. I immediately leave. I walk over to the math department. Yeah. Right? And I walk in, and there's a receptionist, an older man, and a really hot guy about my age in, like, PE clothes, right? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God, he was so fucking hot. Okay. In PE clothes. In PE clothes. Look like a PE. Look like a PE teacher. <laughs> okay. You know, like those that, that those pants of that weird material. I don't know. What, is that polyester? What is that material? Those shorts. I don't know where they get. I don't even know where you buy a, those shorts. A tri blend, maybe. Yeah, it's like a weird. I don't know what the. It's only PE teachers wear those yeah. shorts. I don't know where anyone gets them in real life. And then all of a sudden, do they start singing "Don't Stop Believing"? It sounds like you're just in an episode of Glee. Oh, no. So then I walk in and the woman's like, the receptionist is like, yes, can I help you? And I say, yeah, I have a quick question. Who do I talk to about your ad policy? And she goes, oh, you talk to Dr. So-and-so. And she like refers to the old man. And he goes, turns around and he goes, what? <laughs> and I go, yeah, I had a question about your ad policy. And he already starts yelling at me. Look, it's department policy. It's a lottery system. You have to deal with it. I'm sorry you didn't get to add your class. And I go, oh, excuse me. Uh-huh. It was not a lottery system. And let me tell you what happened. And so I run through the story with him. And he goes, oh, well, she should know better than that. And so he goes to the, P- the PE coach guy goes, I'll take care of it. Yeah. So he goes, come with me. And he is just has the fucking walk, man. Like, <laughs> I'm like, okay. And he didn't talk to me the entire way. Yeah. And we walk over to the classroom and she's teaching. And he knocks on the door and she goes, yes. And he goes, can I speak to you, please, outside? And she goes, well, I'm teaching the class. He goes, I understand. I need to speak to you outside right now. Okay. And she goes, okay. And she like walks outside and he goes, this man said he tried to add this math class and that you wouldn't add him. Could you please tell me what happened? Right. He doesn't say he wants to hear her side of the story. I love this guy already. Right. He's not taking my side or anybody's side. 
Tell me what happened. Mike, she repeats the story exactly the way I told it. Yeah. She doesn't say like, oh, well, there was a lottery in my head. No, it was, she tells him exactly what happened. And he goes, you cannot do that. Yeah. You understand it is department policy. It has to be a lottery. You cannot do that. And she's like, well, who are you? And he goes, I'm the vice chair of this department. And okay. she says, and she goes, well, I don't know what you want me to do about it. And then this is why I step in. I go, I have an idea. I said, I'm going to try and add a math class later. I already had the class. I didn't, but I said that, right? Yeah. And I go, but what if I come by on Wednesday if someone's dropped? Can I add that? And she goes, no, because you missed the first day. <gasps> and he goes, you will add him on Wednesday if he shows up and someone's dropped. And she goes, okay. <laughs> and Do, then she, Are you concerned that she's going to be a bitch greater? I didn't care at that point. Because it's math. That's like, like you know what? I'd be concerned if it was English because she's because he's going. I don't like this fucking essay. But how do you how do you argue with math? Yeah, I don't know. You're just playing with fire because you're gonna. What if you potentially need her to be lenient on something? Well, like at this point, you've sealed the deal. She's you. She doesn't like you. Well, do you know what I mean. There was a dilemma, but I think I solved it because then later I go to the math class. Later, by the way, that was so fucking delicious. If that guy would have said suck my dick, by the way, if he would have said suck my dick anyway, would have. But. I never wanted to suck a dick better, more than I did right then, because he was hot, and then he, like, stood up for me and did that. I was like, yeah, where? where?" (laughs) And then he spooned you a little bit? Yeah. You can totally come in my hair, and I'll wear it all day. I don't care, right? You can come in my eye, and I won't even complain. I'll be like, oh, that's great. I have, like, that weird eye they get. I'll just blink it out. I won't even wipe it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, anyway... I go to the math class later. Mike, I don't want to get too into the math because that's my whole school schedule. Like, I also want to get to the story from today. Mike, they fired the t- like. So I showed up to the math class. It's like a, a really nice, actually, a really nice Asian lady, but she also had a thick accent. Mike, she's taking a role. The man that yelled at me, the old man. Yeah. He comes and he goes, can I talk to you? And then I hear him fire her. Wait, fired who? My math teacher, the one later. And then, oh, okay. Yeah. And he fired her and then they brought in like some slobby Australian guy. And I was like, well, at least I understand his English, but he's a horrible teacher. But what sealed the deal, though, is his his syllabus is really simple. It's really like, hers was hard. It was like 15% of your grade was going up to the board and showing the class how you did your work and shit like that, right? Mike, his is literally like, all right, I'm going to assign you homework. I'm never going to collect it. <laughs> um, but if you do your homework, all the quiz, 100% of the quizzes, the questions from the quizzes, will come from the homework. So if you just do the homework, you get 100% of the quizzes. Then the midterms, those will be the best questions from the quizzes. And then the final will be the best questions from the midterm. <laughs> so if you just do your homework, you're going to get an A. So whatever. I have an inconvenient schedule, but it should be easy. Okay. That being said, remember I said about the English class, they can grade shit? Mike, I don't know what's getting into me. I've turned into my cousin. I'm fighting with people. I got in a fight with the teacher today. And I told you my goal is to keep my head down, but sometimes I can't. And look, I think you're going to agree with me on this one. You're going to fucking agree with me on this one. I thought my English teacher, as a woman, was super liberal. She seems like a hippie, whatever. And I'm not even sure. I actually think what she might be is a Bernie bro. So she's so liberal that she's like a Bernie bro. Yeah. So we're in there today, and she's talking about sensationalism and alternative media. This is an English 101 class. I don't know what we're talking about. So she's showing us video clips. And she goes, what I'm going to show you now, this was discovered on alternative media. Okay? And so, you know, mainstream media won't publish this kind of stuff. This is something you only see on alternative media. This is a clip of Hillary Clinton (laughs) having, like, a seizure in front of cameras. And then when she has the seizure, she tries to pretend like she didn't have the Caesar. She talked about how good her chai, soy chai latte is. Okay. So I'm like, all right, let's see what this fucking is. Right? I've never seen this, but whatever, right? So it's just, you can find it on YouTube. Mike, it's a video of Hillary Clinton. She's talking to reporters, and a reporter over Hillary's right shoulder shouts a question. And Hillary turns to her, and you know how Hillary's just super awkward? She's not sure. the most comfortable person in front of cameras like that like sometimes you think maybe she should be wearing a neck brace because she can't move her neck all the way like there's an yeah. injury or something or like she, she, stiff and she's stiff and she just doesn't know how to react like did you ever see the, the gif of her with the balloons and looking at the balloons coming down from the convention yeah of course okay like, like she just doesn't she's it seems like someone trying to pretend to be human it's right. sometimes <laughs> the way i feel like how you are on the show 
<laughs> so, uh-huh. so that's exactly what it is. Like, it's like something my mom would do. Like, she, so someone shouts a question, she turns and she's like, what? But like way over exaggerated, like, oh, what are you doing here? Kind of thing, right? Yeah. And then they ask her a question, because remember when they didn't know who the VP was, and there was talk about Elizabeth Warren, and is Elizabeth yeah. Warren going to be the VP, and how are they going to get along? They heard they don't get along. It's one of those questions, right? Okay. So the reporter has a question, and so when she says, this is a really good soy chai latte, she's making a joke. She's like, I'm not going to fucking touch that with a 10-foot pole, you know, okay. and I'm going to pivot this about my latte or whatever I have. And that's what it was. So she plays it for the class, and I go... I'm sorry. I need to push back a little bit here on this. I don't think that was a seizure. Not even a little bit. I'm watching it right now. Mike, not even a little bit. Like, she has a stupid smile on her face, and she does, like, the normal, like, eye roll thing. I I feel like what she's doing is just like a, like you said, your mom would do something like this. Yeah, like a kooky old lady. Yeah, an old lady kind of, like, sense of humor thing. Yes, yes. She wrote a diabetes joke book. And someone asked her a question about it. Yes. Oh, my- this this link has the video and it says, is Hillary possessed or dying? Yeah. And it's not. She is awkward. And then the Elizabeth Warren question is, she's not going to answer it. So she's going to just skip over it. You know? Right. Like, you've yeah. done it. You know what? You do it all the time on the show. And I go, hey, Mike, would you ever let um, Steve come in your ear hole? Yeah. And then you go, anyway, Joey, I parked my car today. You know? And sure. like. That, that's that's exactly what she's doing. That's funny. And okay. So, so then I push back and she goes, um, well, I think maybe you should hold your comments until you watch this next clip, right? Okay. And it's from Hannity. <laughs> and he's asking he's showing the video to Ben Carson, and she's like and, and she's like, um, class, Ben Carson is a very respected neurosurgeon. Um, <laughs> true, but he also thinks that aliens built the pyramids. And prison makes people gay. And prison makes people gay. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> right? Then she asks, does anybody think Donald Trump is racist? I'm the only person who raises a hand. I think because they don't care, right? Yeah. And she goes, actually, what I've always told people is I don't think he's racist. I think he, because the, the only color he sees is green. And I, I didn't say it at this point, but I was like, no, that, even if that's true, he uses race. Even if he doesn't care about that, or he doesn't see them in fear, he uses race to further, to to get people to like, what am I trying to say? He's using race for the, the advancement of his own power. And he's yeah. baiting people and sending dog whistles so that people... It's it seems like vote for me because I don't like these races. Like as an idea, he is racist. Like that idea of Donald Trump is racist. Yeah, even if he doesn't believe it, it's even worse. Actually, the fact yeah. that he's propagating these racist ideas and putting them in people's heads is in and of itself racist. But I couldn't. Get, I can't. <laughs> and something find only people. something only a white dude could get away with too. <laughs> exactly. So like yeah. the thing is. Now I'm like, I don't want to fight with people, but now I'm fighting with everybody at goddamn East LA College because the grown-ups are the worst. And that's why I was telling Richard today. I go, what's scary about what she's doing is these kids look to her like an authority figure and they feel like she's telling the truth. But the difference is they also see me as an authority figure and we have to present our arguments for who we want to president next week. And fuck it, I'm going to so fucking just, ugh, thank you. <laughs> it's so... It's so- is she just using like current events to kind of run through the activities that she probably already had planned, or yes, it, we is had, this, our first essay is who do we want to be president? I feel like um, By the way, I'm, at, I'm in college, so <laughs> this is something my niece is writing in fourth grade. I sort of feel like when you're like, and now let me show you a web clip about this. It sounds like we've all had them a teacher who doesn't have much planned, so they're kind of just. You know, going through. Oh, no, 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 no. There's a syllabus, and she follows the syllabus, and she's planned it out. No, she had stuff planned. And, and actually, the web clips are on, um, like, a link, a page of links that she had on the board. She just clicks them. So she picked them already and everything like that. And, and it, she was following the lesson plan. But they're, they're clearly clips that she picked, and, and they're just – she's she is – but the problem is, is these kids, first of all, they're Latino. They're not as informed. Not because they're Latino. I'm just saying they're Latino, one. Two, they're not as informed. Three, they look to her as an authority figure, and they—it's alarming. I thought I thought Trump, I thought it would be a slam dunk that they'd hate Trump, and it's it. They don't. 
they just don't know. And they're also just in a really weird position, like uh, kind of what I was saying before, how you should be careful standing up to the math teacher. Like she has control over your grade. So maybe they just sit on it, sit on their hands. That was a weird way of saying it. They sit on their hands because they're like, I'm not going to fuck up my grade to get in an argument. I don't even want to get in an argument. Yeah. So they, so they just sit there and let her be dumb. No, but the, she was saying things today where I was like, oh, they... She's like, oh, really? She's in here stupid shit. Right? She's like, Dr. Drew also said she has seizures. He, first of all, he's a, an addiction and drug specialist. He's not even like a neurologist. Yeah. He was fired, by the way. Do you know this? No. What happened? Because of what he was saying about Hillary Clinton. Cause Who it was fired like, him? Um, is it True TV or Court TV or whatever? Oh, really? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was. Well, it's, I think as a doctor, and you know what? I'll oh, give CNN. CNN canceled the whatever he was doing on their network. I will give Ben Carson this in the clip. You can see he's uncomfortable for, with Hannity asking him what to diagnose Hillary Clinton. He doesn't, and he doesn't really give a diagnosis. He just kind of, it's weird. It's actually almost kind of brilliant. He gives what appears to be a diagnosis, but not really. Does that make sense? Where yeah. he's like, well, you know, sometimes old peop- older people can get ticks, but he doesn't say Hillary Clinton has that, right? I feel Dr. Drew was diagnosing Hillary Clinton. So he, Dr. Drew Pinsky's show was canceled by CNN after he engaged in unfounded speculation about Hillary Clinton's health. Yeah. So. What's wrong show, with him? Show her that link. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, she would, but then she would say that's part of the mainstream media, man. The weird thing is, I don't feel like people have really taken Doctor Drew seriously for quite a while, like since the Anna Nicole stuff. But when did he? Yeah, when did he get cuckoo? Do you think it was celebrity rehab? Because before people took him very seriously, and I actually used to listen, and I feel there was no, because I even feel during celebrity rehab, this is a very good discussion. the The image he presented celebrity rehab was still professional. I think what people had a problem with what he was like, the fact that he was even doing it was unprofessional. Does that make sure. sense? Like like exploiting these people for television that have serious problems was the I, unprofessional part. I feel like his kind of career was built on him pretending to be a serious doctor while doing shit like I'm going to, you know, whatever, talk about, talk to um, Flava Flav about his addiction or whatever on public TV so that we mutually get a paycheck out of this well i do think i do think when he was on love line and i loved i loved love line with yeah. dr drew and adam carollo yeah and i think K-Rock and he was very serious and and a legit doctor because they're talking about a lot about a drug and addiction yeah then i think he got but you know you know what was different there is it was like simple advice it wasn't like tell it I, I don't know even the addiction help they would do on love line always felt like he would start by saying, you need help. You need to go yeah. find an addiction. You know what I mean? Like, it was always like, seek a professional's help. While we're on the topic, like, we could talk about, you know, stuff that you should be doing right now or whatever. It wasn't even like he was giving you medical advice. He was always on Loveline telling people they should also see a, a medical professional. But I think he got addicted. Speaking of addiction, I think he got addicted to the fame that happened when because Adam Carolla semi blew up and then he brought Dr. Drew with him and that show got very popular and had a TV. I got I think and then Celebrity Rehab came his way and I think he got addicted to the fame part. Sure. Or at least hungry for more. Yeah. And so to keep it up he had to you know, keep making it a little bit crazier and a little bit crazy. Yeah, because if you're just a boring doctor who gives real advice, uh, you're not going to you're not going to sell tickets. Essentially. Right. So you have to be like a Dr. Phil or a Dr. Oz and just say cracked out dumb shit. Right. right? Again, Dr. Oz, when he was on Oprah, was fantastic. I actually kind of feel Dr. Phil, when he was on Oprah, got was fantastic. It's when they left and got their own show that they were crazy. Yeah. Well, I even feel Dr. Oz, I, I, can't, talk to, uh, I can't talk about Dr. Phil that much because I don't know. But Dr. Oz, I feel like some of his episodes, he has entire episodes that are solid. That are actually good. But then the next one is like, I don't know, just like miracle cures and like yeah. just stupid shit that a real doctor would never even like, a, a real doctor would even laugh about. Couldn't talk about with a serious face. Exactly. That's that. They get addicted to that part of it. And Dr. Oz, see, you can have, you have questions about Dr. Phil, right? Legitimate questions, right? Doesn't even have a, he doesn't have a, even a license to practice anymore. 
Yeah. But Dr. Oz was a legit respected one of the top heart surgeons in the country in New York City, right? And sold out. Like, just full-on sold out. Yeah. So, anyway. I, basically, I'm at East LA College fighting with people. Thank you. Great. What's What do you have going on next week, Mike Lawson? Oh, my God. I forgot to look at that part. Um. Well, I have two new co-workers starting tomorrow morning. That's going to be exciting. Um... That's pretty much it. Steve and I wanted to do something kind of um, together this weekend, but we haven't planned out what that'll be. Um, so that's all. <laughs> what about you? Well, I'm going to take my, my niece, um, you know, when she was young, wanted to play the piano and has really taken to it. I just loves playing the piano, loves music, and specifically loves John Williams. So I have an extra ticket to John Whoa. Williams at the Hollywood Bowl. So I'm taking her to see John Williams at the Hollywood Bowl on Friday. Awesome. Um, it's also my brother's birthday tomorrow. And that's about it. I don't have any really super big plans. Okay. That sounds fun. I think both of the, uh, our weeks sound like we'll get a story out of it then. Yeah. Um, also, I wanted to mention real quick before we wrap up, if you're still listening, that means you're probably a fan of Catching Up. And our website, cupodcast.com, has web uh, all of our episodes on it. Uh, you can also, just as a shortcut, type in cupodcast.com slash and then the, number of epi- the episode number that you'd like to find. So episode 15 would be at cupodcast.com slash 1515. Um, easy to find. Easy to download. I know some people have asked. That's why I thought I would bring it up here. Well, I know we have some sort of iTunes problem. Have we contacted iTunes? And what do they say? No, I haven't contacted Uh-oh. them. What would they? It's a, f- a problem with the feed. Oh, it is? Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know how to fix it. Hmm. I don't know what to do. Okay. Maybe maybe you maybe you should message Daniel Brewer. He knows a lot about that stuff. Nah. <laughs> All right, Joe. Nice catching up with you. <laughs> Go to hell, Mike. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, I mean... Um, uh, um, 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 uh, um, 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 um